Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Read Between podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I am one of your co-hosts, Evan. I'm your other co-host, Lynn. And this is the post-Thanksgiving episode of Read Between, back from the back from the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, back from the Thanksgiving table. Yes, <laughs> yes, where where I where we both ate. I know a lot of food. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lots absolutely. of too much food, I think in fact. Uh really who who's that? Who's who decides that? I don't know. I think maybe general general uh general people would think I think two turkey legs in one meal is a lot. I mean, I say you just need to reach for the stars. And I did. I reached there for you those tur- I reached for those turkey legs and and chowed them down there like nobody's business. Well, then that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Good, bad, who, who cares? Good, bad, indifferent. It's you know? food. Exactly. It's food. It was there. We might as well eat it. Yes. So, so yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back recording another episode here. Oh. Feels, I don't know about you, but it feels like it's been months since we've recorded last. Yeah, it does feel like a while. But, like, it was only a week and a half. Yeah, it was... <laughs> wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, but it no. feels much longer. It's it just like we had so much stuff to do that I feel like... Yeah. And then like the long break. Yep, long break and not being in work for a little while. And I think that just... It, it feels like so long. Yeah, exactly. But but it's good to be back. We're ready to ready to tell some stories. Heck yeah. Ready to, ready to make some... Ready to make some laughs. Tell some goofs. Tell some gaffs. Tell some jokes. And, uh, and get it going. So... Heck yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who may be listening for the first time, welcome. It's good to have you here. Um, so what we do here on Read Between is we, uh, we take suggestions from the internet and we turn them into stories. And usually with the first half of the episode here, Lynn will take a suggestion from, uh, from Reddit, uh, namely the subreddit, not The Onion, and turn, we'll take that headline and turn it into a story. We won't read the article, we won't read anything about it, we'll just take the headline and tell the story behind it. So Lynn, why don't you head to Reddit and... Give us some suggestions. Just for future reference, Evan looked at Not the Onion today. I did, but I have no idea what she's going to pick. He picked. He he was searching around, clicking on stuff, and I know. I clicked on the comments on you, Reddit. You clicked on a few, so I'm not going to pick those. Fair enough. I'm going to pick the ones that he hasn't read because, hey, that's better, I think. It's pure. I <laughs> it's, get it. It's pure. We need a pure boy. <laughs> Okay. Alibaba employee gets lifetime supply of fish heads. Was that like a bonus or was that like uh was that like a punishment? I don't know. That's I, If that was a punishment, I feel like that's a little unfair. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. I don't know. Ooh. Scientists find that UK water companies use magic to find leaks. <laughs> use magic? I mean, they got a Hogwarts and bullshit over there, right? Uh, Lynn, I hate to break. Blum, blam, blam, blam. I hate Don't to copyright strike me. I hate to break the news to you. Hogwarts isn't real. Fuck you. Harry yes, Potter. Harry Potter isn't real. Yes, yes, he is. It was a book series. Creep. No, Harry Potter's real. He was on Broadway. No, Lynn, that that was a fictional character that they created no. a musical around. No. Yes. No. We'll we'll talk about this after the show. No, why don't, why Harry Potter's real. Why don't you uh, find a third article? to choose from huge blast in china's ningbo city traced to hole where toilet had been out of those three i still like the uh the fish head one no the ma- the the british water companies using magic to find leaks oh, okay 
I like that one. All right. Oh, I'm not going to put this on the table. I'm going to put this in my pouch. I think that could be fun okay. to work with. So, uh, we're going to... So, we'll, so we will... Uh, we're going to... So, what's up So, now that we have a headline, we're going to tell the story behind that headline. I really don't want to do this podcast with you right now. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm not forcing you. You're it's right. not like we get paid to do this bullshit. We do. Don't call it bullshit. These people like this. You agree with me, people listening. This can be bullshit. I mean, it can be if you make ah. it that way. All right. All right. So let's tell the story of the magic leak finders. The magical leak finders. Yes. So as we mentioned before, mm. Harry Potter is not real. Harry Potter is a fake story <sighs> created by J.K. Rowling. But um, even though that story is fiction, what a lot of people don't know is that the story of Harry Potter was actually based on a based on a real person named Jerry Cotter. Mm. I mean, no relation to the show Welcome Back, Cotter, but Jerry Cotter was a uh, British man, who, yes. British boy, who was sent away by family um, under tragic circumstances when he was a boy um, and came back as a man and had strange powers. Yeah, like weird stuff would happen. Yeah. Right? So like... Stuff normal people would find like coincidental, but yeah. would still be kind of weird. Like he would wake up in the morning, come downstairs, get some beans and toast, mm. and um, and he would look at his uncle and say, hey, Uncle Big B, um, I, think, I think you got a leak going on. And, and Uncle Big B would be like, what do you mean? And he'd go, uh, yeah, you want, might want to check the sink upstairs. I think there's a leak. He goes, oh, why? Is it acting? No, I just, just check it. I mm-hmm. think there's a leak. It's like he would just know when yeah, leaks it, would happen. It was like a final destination kind of deal where he would like, he would see something in his head that would make him think, oh no, there's a leak that's about to happen. Yeah. And he would tell family, friends, you know, coworkers, nobody would believe him. But then five minutes later after he said something, there goes a pipe, there mm-hmm. goes a faucet, there goes a shower head, you know. Mm-hmm just explodes without warning it always explodes it's never yeah. it's never like a slow leak it's always like boom and there's yeah. water everywhere yeah and um i think after a while uncle bigby and aunt uh, tunip um uh started getting a little pe- peculiar of this they're like okay what's what's going on this isn't this isn't how our boy acts our mm-hmm. boy doesn't know when things magically explode in rainwater mm-hmm. so um so uh, they did take him out for tests, and and I mean the test came back. He's normal, nothing nothing mentally physically wrong with him. They mm-hmm. still, but you know even at these doctors' offices, he he go, hey doctor, uh, when was the last time you checked your sewage pipes? What do you mean? And boom, leaks. Yeah. Everywhere, office, all the time. Office would be flooded, but but he would he would be the one to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody else could understand it. Nobody else had that gift other than other than Jerry Cotter. So what uh, what better place to send him than the local trade school for plumbing? Mm, what was that trade school called? That was called Log Darts. Log Darts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Log Darts Trade School. Of plumbing and electric electricity. Of plumbing and electricity. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, he excelled there. He did. Very yeah. very quickly. He was valedictorian of his class. Yeah. Which I don't even think they give away. I don't even think they have a valedictorian in not, trade school. Not in the trade school, but it was like the equivalent. Yeah. You're talking to kids who didn't go to trade school. No, we uh, well he um, as for being valedictorian, 
per se of his class, he was given a golden plunger as as a parting nice. gift. Yeah, because the golden plunger goes to the goes to the top performing student in each class. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though it is a plumbing and electricity school, it's a it's a golden it's a golden plunger with like a lightning bolt drawn on it. Yeah, there's it's like sketched into the handle of the plum of yeah. the plumber. It's yeah. just like it's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. So he gets this wonderful little reward, and um, and he starts using his good around the city. You know, fixing leaks whenever he feels it in his bones, yeah. and then charging people for those. Yeah, leaks. he'll he'll literally be walking down the street in an afternoon. And bear in mind, he will constantly he constantly has all of his tools on him. He's constantly wearing his tool belt. Constantly has a plunger on his belt. Um, because you never know when uh, when a leak is going to strike. Um, when Jerry got married, his wife was uh, pissed at him for wearing that utility belt mm-hmm. to to the wedding, and he's like, "I have to," you know, like you just never know when a leak's going to mm-hmm. burst. And as he said that, leak bursted at their wedding, just mm-hmm. a big boom, right behind the altar, and he had to fix it. Well, it, it was funny actually. The reason the reason Jerry and his wife and his wife Cindy met. They were classmates in trade school. Mm. They kind of they'd known each other for a while, um, but it wasn't until one night when Jerry was walking through her neighborhood and he could feel something. He could feel in his bones there was something massive about to happen, and it happened to be right under Cindy's apartment. Mm. And he could tell that there was a giant water main break that was about to happen. So he's running through her neighborhood. He runs to her door, knocks on it as hard as he can, and as soon as she opens it, he pulls her out of the apartment without warning and all of a sudden water main break destroys the entire apartment complex mere moments after he pulls her out everyone died but but what's her name cindy cindy everyone died but cindy but if it wasn't for jerry cindy cindy wouldn't wouldn't be here she found it slightly romantic but also like her cat died horribly tragic like, she couldn't really be like, oh, my God, you're the best. She had to kind of be like, this is a little fucked up. A little? <laughs> I would say a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would say a lot. <laughs> but but anyway, she she understood the nature of his powers. So mm. she understood the responsibility and the um, and the sheer amount of pressure that was on him, no pun intended, um, to to do his job. Mm. Um so yeah, as as we've mentioned before, he'll just walk around and all of a sudden he'll feel something. He'll go to a house, knock on the door, say, "Hey, let me fix this for you," before anything happens. Yeah, and then he charges them like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it could have been a massive explosion killing that whole entire family. Mm-hmm. So there was one day when um, Jerry woke up and there just wasn't something right sitting with him. Mm-hmm. Something just didn't feel right in him, and. Um, and he didn't know what, he didn't know where to go, how to fix it. For mm-hmm. once, he just didn't know what this feeling was. Mm-hmm. So he went along his day, he you know, fixed some leaks, and still just not sitting right with him. He couldn't figure out what it could be that was bothering him. Mm-hmm. And he went to bed, and as, as he was dreaming, um, he, he had his very first nightmare. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, fell asleep, and, and it was just water, rippling water. And then the water formed to make a skull. Hmm. And the skull formed and stood up and faced Jerry and just started laughing in his face. Hmm. And laughing and laughing and laughing. And he woke up the next day, 
and he felt that same feeling of something's wrong but I can't fix it mm -hmm. and as he's sitting there eating once again his beans and toast he just hears a big and it was so far away that it didn't sound like a massive explosion but basically the biggest pipe leak ever recorded in history broke downtown downtown London and, and now it was just a geyser mm -hmm. shooting up in the sky and and with this Jerry Jerry knew he had to do something he mm -hmm. knew that he was he was the only person that could figure out stop any further leaks so mm -hmm. first thing he did was he got up and he called he called the uh, he called the London Public Works Department mm. and immediately got on the phone and and told them you know hey I, I can help you here I'm the one that can I'm the one that can save the city I can save everybody but you have to let me you have to let me use my special gifts mm. and everybody that well the person called was just, what do you mean by special gifts do you do you have like a do you have a big do you have a big a big thing that you can plug into the holes to stop it from leaking I don't know what I'm talking about I'm not a plumber but do you have do you have a special tool that can help us here you know what what can you do to help us and he he said there's no time to explain just tell me where I need to go to fix this mm -hmm. so they gave him they gave him the address of the nearest uh, of the nearest manhole that he could jump into the sewer and meet up with other public works people to go through the go through the current situation and figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. So, hops down into the sewer, meets up with a bunch of workers, and the first thing they tell him is, "Look, we've had one major explosion in the center of town. We can't afford another. There's three other there's three other large main systems that mm. could fail at any moment. Mm -hmm. We need to figure out how to stop them." Mm. And with this, Jerry Jerry pulls out his golden plunger off of his belt, and then he takes his other hand, and almost like almost like using his golden plunger as a wand, mm. he begins to emit a spell. He's not saying any words, but he's emitting a spell. Yes, that is that is creating a very high frequency sound that is pointing Jerry in the direction of where where the next leak will be. Now he can hear it as well as all the workers, but the workers don't understand what what's going on. So Jerry immediately says, Let, let's go. Let's go find this. So they all start running down the sewer to the next, to the next main system that could possibly blow up. Mm. And when they get there um, and they get down to the, the sewer to find where this um, massive uh, leak will happen, they see that like they came just in time. They have just enough time to patch it up and pray to God that it doesn't explode. So they get to work. They do what they can. They fix it. You know, it's not perfect, mm -hmm. but it's not going to explode. Right. So Jerry lifts up his wand again, and he points it in another direction. He points it to the third main system. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, we have to go fix that now. Mm -hmm. But there's still a huge geyser in the middle of town. I'm going to go work on that. You guys go fix mm -hmm. this pipe. So they split up. You know, his workers go... They go fix the main line while he tries to handle the mess in town. Mm -hmm. And just as before, um, when he, you know, cast, emitted a spell to find a leak, he held up his plunger again and started uh, weaving it around, moving it in the air. And when he looks up, the, the stream, the flow of the water, it's not just spitting out anymore. Mm -hmm. It's waving around with his movements in the air. Mm -hmm. Like a waterbender almost. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And um, we're getting into real Avatar stuff here now. Heck yeah! Not the James Cameron Avatar, that good old Nickelodeon Avatar. Nickelodeon Avatar, <laughs> watch that shit. It is good. Yes. Um, so the water is flowing with him, mm-hmm. and and the people realize now. The people who are running around screaming in town, trying to get away from all this, they all stopped because they realize that it's not. You know the the water the ga- the guys are shooting out from the ground. It wasn't raining on them anymore, mm-hmm. so they all look up and they see Jerry making it flow around. Mm-hmm. And he at that moment he pictured this the skull in his dream, so he made a beautiful butterfly mm-hmm. that was made out of the water to um, ward off that skull. And just as he did that, he threw his wand down, and the water went all the way back down into the system and he just held out his hands to keep the water from bursting one more mm-hmm. time and he was and he was straining it's mm-hmm. it was like that that final scene at the end of the uh, aptly named Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows yes. um, where Harry and Voldemort are fighting and they're shooting their wands and they're just shaking trying to gain an upper hand but mm-hmm. in this case it's Jerry Cotter versus a geyser and Jerry's just trying to get the upper hand pushing down mm-hmm. with his golden plunger into the geyser to keep it underground and keep it from harming anybody else and yes and and as he's doing this um, he feels a hand on his arm and it's his wife she's nodding her head she's saying you can do this and on the opposite arm it's another hand it's strong and firm and it was his teacher from plumbing school and then there's arms on his shoulders, and he looks over, and, and it's the workers. They're all believing in Jerry mm-hmm. to shoot it back down. And with this love and support of the other people around him, he was able to force the water back into the pipe. And he held it there as his workers went to patch it up. And once it was all patched up, Jerry Cotter became the, became the new face of London Public Works for his heroic efforts. And he was given the, he was given the Medal of Bravery from the City of London. Um, which in this case was actually a uh, a golden water spout. Mm. So now to go along with his, his golden, golden pl- plunger, golden plunger, he had a golden water spout. Yeah, did not get a pay increase. Did not get a pay increase, but he did get a new, he got a new job with London Public Works. Yeah, so yeah. now he's not just doing freelance work; he's actually working for the city. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And uh, and he's got and he's been working there ever since. But you know, to he still you know he still has that magic within him, and he still still does his job. Still harnessing it. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, the end. The end. By the way, what was the name of his professor in trade school, in at uh at Logdart School of Plumbing and Electricity? Um, Flumpledorf. <laughs> I was gonna say Professor Drainsnake. Oh. Uh, wow. You you came up with like a pun. I'm not that awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it was drain. Professor Drainsnake was not that good anyway. So. No, that was pretty good. I should have... Fumbledorf, though, I like that. I like, <laughs> I like that. Well, hey, I mean, at least we... Uh, we had You had a story about toilets in the that in the initial pick of three stories, and we ended up turning this one into a t- story about toilets and plumbing anyway, so... Hey, and you know what? It wasn't about poop. It wasn't about poop. That's That's always, you know... It could have very easily devolved into poop, yeah. but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. So I'm very proud of us for not doing that. Agreed. 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 So. Should we cut the break? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's time to go to break. We'll uh, we'll take a short break and then we'll be back with more stories. So talk to you soon. Hey guys, Evan here. Just wanted to take a quick second here to uh, remind you 
of all the social media platforms you can find us on and a little information on uh, what we got going on here at Read Between HQ. So, uh, so f as you guys know, we are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on SoundCloud, we're on YouTube, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, pretty much you can find us using uh, using the username readbetweencast. So if you go on Facebook, it's www.facebook.com slash readbetweencast. If you're on Twitter, we're at readbetweencast. And if you're looking for us uh, as far as the show on SoundCloud, YouTube, or iTunes, just search Read Between Podcasts and you'll find us there. Um, as always, we're always looking for uh, suggestions or feedback on how the show is, things you'd like to see. Um, any suggestions or stories you might have. And for those, we usually like to ask you to go to our Gmail, which is readbetweencast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any emails on suggestions, comments, things like that, and we'll be happy to respond and we'll address them on the show. Um, one of the things we also want to try is that if you, um, you know, send us a suggestion on Twitter or Facebook or via an email, uh, we want to be able to, uh, to credit you guys by using, uh, using your name or a character that you come up with in an upcoming story of ours. So be sure to keep that in mind when you're thinking about uh, sending us some feedback. So, uh, so uh, with that being said, uh, one of the things I'm, I want to look to do in the future here is I want to get some guests on here. So uh, me being an improv comedian, I've got a lot of friends that are improv comedians, and I feel like having a lot of them on here would be perfect for them because it's a great opportunity to just tell some stories and go off the cuff with a lot of things like we like to do. So um, so hopefully in the next few weeks, I'm going to set up some set up some guests here, some of my friends in the improv community here in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania, and we'll have some guest, uh, we'll have some guest storytellers on with us. So uh, be sure to look out for that in the near future, and we'll be sure to we'll be sure to inform you guys about that on all the social media channels and all the proper uh, proper places. So uh, I think with that being said, uh, I think that's all I need to get out here. We'll be sure to tell you all about our personal social media and all our personal going going ons at the end of the show. But I think without further ado, let's get back to the show and let's tell another story. All right, and we are back from break. Oh man. Those breaks never feel like they're long enough, do they? Well, I guess they're not long. No. Which is good. Yeah. It's good. Good short breaks, you know. Tell the people about what we got going on and everything like that. So Yeah. So yeah. So I think without without further ado, we'll get into the second half of the show here. So basically what I like to do in the second half of the show here is I go to a website called fantasynamegenerators.com and I use their book title generator to randomly generate some titles of stories mm. uh, from different genres. So like adventure uh, you know, drama, fantasy, sci-fi, all things like that. We'll randomly generate some book titles, and then we will decide which one of those uh, stories we will tell here on the second half of the show. Mm -hmm. So, Lynn, do you want to give me a genre to get a randomly generated story from? Um, let's do children. Children. All right. So, spinning. Present from my fish. That could be sweet present from my fish we've had some wholesome stories the past few weeks that's true that could be that could be a good wholesome story to tell mm -hmm. all right so present from my fish is number one uh what's the next genre mystery mystery all right spinning wife of the galaxy of the galaxy yes it really likes using that word wife yes. i've learned what yeah we wife, get a lot of wife ones. wife is a very popular noun when it comes to randomly generating yeah. these stories i've noticed that yeah so, uh, okay, so we have Present from My Fish and Wife of the Galaxy. All right, what's the last genre you want me to spin? Humor. Humor, all right. Spinning, pleased by the project. <laughs> it's just a weird, 
just a weird title. Yeah. So we have Present from My Fish, mm. Wife of the Galaxy, mm. and Pleased by the Project. <laughs> I like Present from My Fish. Present from My Fish. Yeah. I thought, I thought you would like that one. I like that one. All right. So uh, without further ado, let us tell the story of Present from My Fish. So, um, Jeannie was a good girl. She always did her homework on time, always did her chores, did what her parents asked her to do, um, never complained much, um, but she did want a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, she was asking her mom and dad if she could get a dog, and they were like, ah, it's a lot of work, Jeannie, and they were like, and she was like, but I'll take real good care of it, mom and dad, and, and they were like, okay, why don't we start you off with a fish first? Mm-hmm. And we'll see how the fish thing goes. Right. And if you are able to keep this fish alive and happy, you can get a dog. And 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 Janie thought that was fair enough. Mm-hmm. So um, so they went out and they got a goldfish. Um, but this goldfish was a little unlike other goldfish. It was huge. Oh. It was like the size of Janie's hand. Holy crap! That is a big. Like, and goldfish don't normally get that big. No, it was just a big old goldfish. Jeez. So, um, they brought home this massive goldfish mm-hmm. and put it in a, uh, they had to put it in a pretty large tank. I mean, yeah. um, normally you can't really even put goldfish in like, um, you know, the small bowls that we used to put them in. You want, mm-hmm. you want fish to swim around, have a good time. So they had to buy like a big aquarium that's better suited for like a small shark or something like that, right? More like, like a, like a nice tank. Okay. I would say like a nice tank. Okay. That you would put like multiple fish in. Gotcha, gotcha. Um and so um Janie proceeds to take really, really good care of her fish. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic um pet owner. She doesn't overfeed the fish, doesn't underfeed the fish. She mm-hmm. makes sure, you know, his tank is clean and that he does really, really well. Um, you know, she even like tries to teach the fish like tricks. Mm-hmm. Like she tries to like Make sure that the fish has exercise and stuff. Uh huh. And um, what what kind of things can you can you do for a fish to like give it exercise? Like I know for like a hamster, you can give him a hamster wheel, or for like a. She basically set up hoops. So, okay. So like she she got um like fish line. Uh huh. And um tied like little hoops around the ends mm-hmm. of it, and then she tied the fish line to the top of the tank. So when you would drop down, it would be like a little obstacle course for the fish to swim through. Okay, so it's basically like a fish agility course. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, fish didn't really understand it, but yeah. tried, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what can you do? Yeah. It's a fish. They um, got nothing else to do, so they might as well go along with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Janie's parents were very impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when Janie went back and said, hey, mom and dad, look how good I'm taking care of my fish. Can I, can I get my dog now? They said, well, Janie, why don't we wait until this fish has passed on to get another animal? Keep taking care of this animal, and, and we'll see about the future. Mm-hmm. And so Janie continues on, and, and one day she's um, she's reading a book near the fish tank, and she hears a little tap-tap against some glass. Mm-hmm. And she looks over to the fish tank, and, um, and, and doesn't see anything wrong with her fish. Nothing. Nothing's going on. He's doing his normal swimming thing. She goes back to reading, and she hears another tap, tap. And she's no. Looks over again. Still nothing. Back. Tap, 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 tap. She looks over, and now her fish is looking directly at her. And the fish goes, "Hey, come play with me." 
This this sounds eerily similar to the uh, to the accent that the flowers had in our story last week. I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to make it raspy. <laughs> um, and, and but but hey, I mean that's maybe, how that's how animals talk. That's may, maybe that's how all animals talk when they come alive. Yeah, animals that's, or that's how they all objects. sound to us. They all yes. sound like they all sound like New Yorkers. They all sound like raspy New Yorkers. <laughs> um. And, and Janie goes, oh, play? What, how can you talk? Don't ask questions. I just want to play with you. I've been stuck in this cage for the last, you know, for the last five months. All I want to do is just play. That's all I want to do. How do I play with a fish, though? I tried, I, I made you a course and you didn't really like it. Yeah, I'm not into that agility stuff. I'm, I'm more of a let me get my hands dirty kind of play thing. So why don't you, why don't you take me out of this tank? And uh, and why don't you show me what you do to play, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go from there. Um, well, first, sir, that sounds oddly intimidating. Um, second, um, you're a fish. You need water to live, and so I can't take you out of that tank. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I- I'll tell you one thing. I'm not like most fish, as you can tell. I'm a much bigger goldfish than uh, than your normal goldfish. Yeah, that's why I got you. Yeah. Kid, I get it. I, un- I understand your, your reasonings, but let me explain to you what's different about me. Okay. I'm bigger, I'm stronger, and I don't need to stay in water all the time. Why didn't you say anything earlier when we bought you? Why didn't you say that, like, day one? Because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't give this away when you, when you first got... Your parents, they don't need to know the fact that I talk. Yeah. You and I, you and I, you and I have this bond. Not me and your parents. It's me and you. It sounds ominous again. It's not ominous, kid. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. Do you, now, I've been listening. Do you really want a dog? Yeah. Well, then, you know what? I'm going to help you get a dog. You just got to work with me, okay? okay? Okay, well, if if I take you out of this tank, you promise not to run away? Because that wouldn't look too good to my parents. I, I promise. I can't flop that far, so Okay. I'm going to need your help. Okay, so with that, Janie gets up, and she walks over, and she lets... We didn't name this fish. No, we didn't. What should we name it? Leon. <laughs> you were ready. I was ready with a name. Um, so <laughs> we... She goes over, and she takes Leon out of the tank and sits him down, and, and sees that, like, he's not struggling to breathe. He's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, Janie's like, um, should I, like, hold you if you want to see what I do for fun? I don't... Yeah, why? Why not? I've otherwise, never, otherwise, I'm just laying on my side the whole time. I've never entertained a, a fish before, so this is new. Yeah, you know, it's not that hard. You know, you can you can figure out something. Okay, well, I like to play with my dolls. I mean, I'm like seven. Um, so, um, here here's my favorite doll. She gets out like this doll with gorgeous blonde hair. Uh huh. And like a brush and and some other like doll toys. Uh huh. And she just starts combing the hair and she goes, I I like to comb the hair and then do other um hairstyles. With my doll, and and I like to make her look real pretty, and that's what I do for fun. What, Leon? What do you like to do? Well, uh, I, I I swim, and uh, and I read. Uh, oh, what do you read? Uh, well, I the thing I've been reading is uh, I've been reading the book titles on your bookshelf over there. That's that's a lot of words for me. Well, which which book caught your eye? Uh. Romeo and Juliet. That was that was. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. That's the one. That's the one. That's a play. 
Uh, oh. Well, may, maybe we can, uh, maybe you can read it to me. Or we can... Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make much sense of it. It's a play. So it's like, um, you have characters, and the characters have lines, and there's no context. So we have to make up all the other bits. Ah, uh, if there's one thing I've learned, context is, context context, is irrelevant. Context. <laughs> I meant context, but that's okay. You, it's fine. You were fine. I can't understand words that well. <laughs> um, okay. And with that, she goes and grabs the book. And she shows Leon, like, yes, that's it's a, it's a play. It's a mm-hmm. script. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. And she goes, okay, well, um, what, what character do you want to play? I, I, I want to play a fish. Um, there's no fish. It's a play with humans. Uh, I'll play Juliet then. Oh, you want to be the girl? Why not? Okay. Um, we're gonna have to get you pretty dressed. Luckily for you, you've come to the right place. And with that, she gets out a beautiful little dress and a little, uh, little like princess hat that fits Leon pretty well. Um, he's like the size of most of her Barbie dolls, so you know that worked out. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. And she. With that, she held Leon up in the mirror and goes, How do you like it? Do you like the way you look? I look gorgeous. <laughs> I've never been more beautiful than I do, than I look right now. And then um, with that, um, Janie does next is that she goes, Okay, hold on. Hold on one minute. I'm going to be right back. Can you just stay here real fast? I can't. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> so. Okay, okay, hold on one moment. She goes upstairs and she comes back down and she's got like, a lot of like plushy fish mm-hmm. and she grabbed her like play clothes again and she started dressing them up as all the different characters so that like the the nobody in the play was actually a human they were all fish okay and um and she just kind of like directed everything so whenever um whenever leon had his line she would show him how to read it mm-hmm. and then she would do all the other lines mm-hmm. around it and um and and it was a fantastic play. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Yeah. There were laughs, even though there's not a lot of laughs in Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of cries. There's a lot of those. And, um, and Leon put on quite an quite a quite, quite a riveting actor. performance. Quite the actor. Uh, his his initials, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Uh, drew t- wild applause from from the other one person in the room. <laughs> From from Janie. From Janie, yes. And they did the whole play mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. It took them hours. And um, uh, Janie's parents called down with, Janie, honey, who's that other weird voice that sounded that sounds like a 45-year-old Manhattan worker <laughs> who possibly <laughs> smokes? Possibly smokes. Oh, he's nothing, Mom. Don't worry about it. I'm just down here by myself. I, it's me. I'm making that voice. <laughs> Forget about it. See? <laughs> that's that's the easiest way to tell to tell somebody that you can do that you can do in New York. I forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, that's it's a telltale sign that you're from New York. Everybody just says forget about it. And and her mom believed her for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> and she was left to just continually play. Mm-hmm. Um. And and then it got late, and Janie had to go eat dinner and go to bed because mm-hmm. you know school the next day. Yeah, and well, well before she went to bed, you know, um, Leon took the time to you know talk to Janie and you know say to her, 
You know, you know, kid, I really wasn't sure how you were going to be as an owner, but but you really you really showed me a lot today. You really showed me that that you care and that you that you want to give me a good life. Yeah. And uh and you know, I feel like I want to return the favor to you. Oh, um how do you return that favor? Well, I I can't I can't just I can't do it right now. So, why don't you put me back in the fish tank and uh and I'll see you in the morning and we'll we'll go from there, okay? Okay. And so she takes off the princess dress, takes off the princess hat, and puts um, Leon back in his cage. She sprinkles some food up there for him. You know, he's got to be hungry after all that acting. And she mm-hmm. goes to bed. You know, she mm-hmm. she goes, eats dinner with her family, and they ask, Oh, what did you all do all day? I did the play of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, so you played Juliet? No. No. <laughs> Who were you? I just directed it. <laughs> Um, and I played all the small ancillary characters. And I, I played all the small ancillary characters plus Romeo. Um, but it was it was good. It was a good time, Mom and Dad. And they were like, "That's weird," but we're not gonna question it. <laughs> and um, and they sent her off to bed. And and so there she was in her bed, all snug in a bug, mm-hmm. um, in a rug, mm-hmm. snug like a bug in a rug. Yeah. And um, she went to sleep. Yeah. And and while she was asleep. Um, the the tank that she has Leon in, um, it started to glow. It started to glow this weird, you know, multicolored, you know, multicolored hue, mm. and it started to shake. After a while, it started to shake and rumble. And Janie was asleep this whole time; she didn't hear any of this. Mm. But um, but all of a sudden, the water started to whip up. It started to you know twist and become you know like a cyclone. And then all of a sudden, um this huge this huge and a big flash of light came about Mm. and the tank was empty nothing was in it everything was gone so when Janie woke up the next morning she woke up she looked at the tank and she was devastated you know where did Leon go where did all the water go where did where did everything go she she had no idea what happened and she she was devastated because this was this was the first pet that was, you know, going to get her to, you know, get her a dog. Mm-hmm. And it just vanished. Mm-hmm. You know, so she went. And she also lost a friend. Yeah. Like, you know, she, she liked Leon. It wasn't like, you know, she used him as a business transaction mm-hmm. sort of deal. She she liked him. She genuinely liked him. Yeah. And she appreciated the time that they spent together. Mm-hmm. So she she went downstairs. She She told her parents what happened. You know, the fish is gone. I don't know what happened. And, you know, they they couldn't, they didn't care. They didn't really worry about it. They more or less were like, you know. This is why, this is why we can't, you know, give you an, this is why we can't give you animals. Because, you know, you, you didn't, you weren't responsible. You lost a fish. You can't yeah. even take a fish out of the tank. Yeah. Um, so, so she's sitting at breakfast. She's, she's devastated and her parents are just not helping anything. Mm. But all of a sudden, uh, she could, she could hear something coming from the backyard mm. it sounded it sounded oddly like a whimper mm. and then that whimper turned to a bark so she curiously Janie goes to the back door and she hears now they have a fence in their backyard that that runs along the back of their property mm. and she could hear scratching at the back of the fence mm. and she was and she could hear the barking coming from that same spot mm. so she she grabbed she grabbed uh, she grabbed a, uh, a hammer 
Mm. And she went and pulled two fence posts out from where, where the noise was coming from. Mm-hmm. And there behind those fence posts stood a giant St. Bernard. <laughs> a giant St. Bernard that once once it saw Janie, pounded through the fence, jumped on top of her and started licking her all over. You know, like, like this dog had known her for years. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, after after the dog was done, you could hear coming from the dog's voice, Hey, kid. Like what you see? Leon, is that you? It's me. Oh, my gosh. That's your dog. Yeah, you know. You know, I, I told you, you know. If you do good things, good things come back to you. How do I explain this to my parents, though, Leon? Uh, you know what? Let me let me do the talking. Let, let well, me explain it. Will they understand you? Can you talk to all humans? I have my ways. Okay, okay. Let's, come on, Leon. She rubs his head and runs back inside, and as she runs inside, here comes barreling through is this giant St. Bernard in which um, Janie's mom goes, Oh my gosh, whose dog is that? And Janie goes, it's mine. And as most St. Bernards do, they have that little, like, little barrel under their neck that, like, holds, like, first yes, dates. Yes, most St. Bernards, yes. Well, well, no, you know, the ones that, like, go up on mountains, they have the, mm. they have, well, Leon had one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside his barrel was a, was a little note. And the note, uh, Janie took the note out of a little barrel and gave it to, it said, it, and it said on the note, for mom. So she gives the note to her mom. Okay. Mom opens the note, and it says, I am the fish. Don't question it. Just let me stay. Signed, Leon. <laughs> and, and Janie's mom just looks confused. She's just like, I don't I don't know what to do about this. Mm-hmm. And, and then she just nods her head as if to be like, okay, yeah. fine, we'll keep the St. Bernard. Yeah. And Janie goes, yay! And she... Runs back outside to play with Leon. And and that just goes to show that the best gift of all comes from can come from a fish. Can come from a giant fish. Can come from a giant fish. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well that was a nice wholesome story. Yeah. That's actually the prequel to Beethoven, honestly. Uh oh. They actually had to change Leon's name to Beethoven in the movies because Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're making a goof. I'm making a goof. Yeah. I thought he was serious. <laughs> yes. This fake like... this fake story that we came up with is actually the prequel story to Look a series. I'm tired. Of... <laughs> that was a fun story to end today with. That was. Fun. That was fun. Yeah. That was cool. Oh man, another episode in the books, huh? Can Heck you, yeah. Can you believe it? Episode six. Episode six. We're man. chugging along right through the end of the year. Well, hopefully into the next and yeah, so on and so forth. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we got to figure out a holiday schedule too, with all like all the holidays coming up and everything like that. We'll Christmas get and to that. we'll get to that. We'll we'll keep you posted in the upcoming weeks about uh, any changes to our schedule due to the holidays. Hopefully, there won't be any major changes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can work around our schedule and still queue up stuff. Yeah. For, um, for the holiday. Yeah, that's what we hope. So. Yeah. So stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. We'll make sure to keep you guys informed and keep you, keep you posted about what's going on. So. Heck yeah! You want to shamelessly plug yourself? Sure. Why not? So, uh, so I'm on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is e underscore Williamson ninety three. As I always say every week, I'm trying to tweet more, and I haven't tweeted much more. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, if you send me some tweets, you know maybe I'll get back on that train. 
Um, I also do improv comedy here in the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area. I perform with a team called Family Laundry every second and fourth Saturday at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, PA, uh, with a show called the Improv Comedy Power Hour. Uh, if you have any, if you want to check out more information on those shows or any other comedy shows at Steel Stacks, go to www.steelstacks.org/comedy. And if you're going to be in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area this week, uh, we have a really awesome show on this Thursday night, November 30th, uh, at Allentown Brew Works. It's called Sitcom Night. It is a night of uh, part scripted, part improvised sitcoms that will be performed in front of a live studio audience complete with commercials. Um, so if you're interested in that show, that is this Thursday, November 30th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7.30, and if you get there early, you can be part of the live laugh track recording. So if you're in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area and want to come support local comedy, come to Allentown Brew Works on Thursday and come check it out. So, yeah, Lynn, why don't you, uh, why don't you plug yourself? Mine isn't as long of a list. Um all of my social media is the same handle. Um, you can find me on Twitter at A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Anything I do on the internet, um, I post it there. Um, that includes um, when I stream for Twitch, which is also twitch.tv slash A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much just follow me on Twitter, man, because that's where I post everything. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and once again, uh, where to find our show here? If you're on YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes, search Read Between Podcasts. You'll find us there. And uh, as far as social media, we're facebook.com slash readbetweencast, Twitter at readbetweencast. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, hate mail, fan mail, love mail, fan art, anything, uh, readbetweencast at gmail.com is the place to go for that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Well, until next week. Yes. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, have a good rest of your week, and we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.